Hello and welcome to From the Trenches, the Business Examiner podcast. My name is John McDonald. This episode features a special guest from Azuma Go. His company provides an online payment alternative to checks, enabling simple digital transfers for large transaction sizes. Originating during his time at the Computer Science Program at UVic, Mizuma Go has evolved to become a go-to solution for the construction sector, with several exciting announcements on the horizon. Our conversation starts now. Hey, I'm Matthew Smith. I'm the CEO and co-founder at Mizuma Go. At Mizuma Go, we make no-limit transactions really easy for your business. Origin stories of the business. I was going to UVic. I was studying computer science at UVic. And um, I was looking for a co-op job and none of the companies would hire me because I'm not very hireable. If I'm being honest, I was lazy when I was applying to jobs. I probably only applied to like seven or eight or something. And then I didn't get it. And I was like, this sucks. And so I went and started my own company in, in January, 2018. And I spent a year just like failing at a bunch of different ideas. It was an interesting experience. It was like, I could do a whole half hour podcast on that year. And so uh, after that year of failing, uh, Nick and I, my co-founder, spent 2019 kind of focused on this one idea of how to get rid of checks for businesses because um, we found that most businesses were still using checks. So there's like 14 and a half billion checks processed every year in Canada and the US. Uh, it's just crazy. And so we found a solution through integrating with a bank. And so we integrated with the Bank of Montreal and launched a very, very early like alpha of our product in September 2019. And we processed $10, a $10,000 payment with our first company. Turned out to be a construction company, actually. And um, from there, uh, the bank came back and basically said, oh, you need to get all this compliance. And we were like, shoot, okay. So we were like two engineers, had to figure out how to do all this compliance stuff. We needed more money um, because compliance is expensive. And so um, kind of carried into 2020 where uh, we launched a very like, like a beta version of our software and really spent 2020 like honing in on the product and getting all our compliance tidied up that year was longer than it should have been. And we should have gotten it, gotten that stuff done faster, but it just turned out that way. And then really we launched as Mizumigo in December, 2020. And that's when things really started to change. We launched like an autom- an automated onboarding system where businesses could just sign up by themselves. And since then we've just grown phenomenally and sort of taking us to, di- to today where we're still growing like crazy um, as Mizumigo and, and things are going really well. So you know, there's, there's so many times in, in, in there that like, I thought things were not going very well. And, and there's a lot of like little changes or little tweaks to the product that we had to make in order to make things work. And, and that's still carrying on today. I think we've just gotten really good at it now. Um, and that just takes time. So what is it yeah. like every overnight, every overnight success is like a, like a four year journey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's Longer. it. So it's so great to hear, man. And you mentioned the the first transaction that you posted was in the construction sector. And I take it that's kind of been one of the leading um, industries that you guys kind of deal with. And is that, can you kind of speak to that a little bit? Was that a bit of a surprise for you as you guys started? Yeah. Yeah. So most like what we found is that uh, if a construction company starts using us, they don't really stop using us. And and because they're going from from, you know, picking up paper checks and depositing them to a digital solution and really um, we've just seen so much traction with construction companies that we've now like really honed in on that. Yeah. Compared to other industries, like other, other industries get a lot of value from our software, but we just haven't seen as much adoption as we see in construction. Like there's just, it just seems like a no brainer for most construction companies today. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's, it's exciting to see and nice to have a local solution here on the Island. Um, as you look to the future, 
of the business. Um, in the lead up to this, you mentioned a bit of a pivot that's coming up um, and kind of the future plans for the business. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, so we're, we're actually pivoting into small business banking. And so what we realize is that dealing with banks really sucks. And uh, there's like certain restrictions that we even have today that we can't really get around until we're the bank. And so we really want to work towards building a small business bank and really focused on the construction industry as our primary customer base. And so that's what we're kind of moving towards. And that's what we're building. And there'll be a lot more coming out in the next few months in regards to that, uh, that pivot towards small business banking. Yeah. And then what about the U S have you guys been? Yeah. So, yeah. So we'll be launching in the U S in early 2022. Um, we're really stoked on the U S market. It's, it's a lot easier to get launched in the U S than it has been in Canada. Um, and so, yeah, we're, we're looking at, uh, going into the U S market in early 2022. That's tremendous, man. Wondering if we can talk briefly about your personal background, you mentioned Ubic, um, and I think just there's a certain personality style that lends itself to becoming a founder. Can, is there some moments maybe in the way that you grew up, if you grew up in a business background, if you could speak to kind of what steps led you to becoming an entrepreneur? Yeah, like I think growing up, I was always the guy breaking all the rules. Oh my God. Like I was, if I was, you know, in elementary school or whatever, if, if you're a teacher and you got me in your class, you were like, you were like, shit, <laughs> I did not want this kid. Um, I was the worst. Yeah. I did no homework, uh, listened to no one. I played tons of computer games, like tons of computer games. And not just like, not like what kids play now, like kids play now. Like what are they playing now? Like, uh, like the, just like the PUBG shooter stuff. Like I was playing like strategy games, like civilization and total war and age of empires and Starcraft two. Like the, the games where you have to really, really think, so I did that. And then in high school, I mean, I just barely skimmed by to graduate. Like I literally would like, I was the guy hanging out in the back parking lot selling cigarettes and uh, I would like skip classes and I showed up to tests. That's all I did. It was like show up to the test. I barely went to school. I was just bored and didn't want to listen to anyone. And then when I was, um, when I was 18, I went and did this, like I, when I graduated, instead of going like to, to college or university, I, I went and lived in Fiji for six months. And I did this like volunteering thing for six months in Fiji. And I lived on this little Island called Ovalau Island and there was no internet and like electricity was like scarce. And I just like spent six months, like teaching English and reading for like six months. I don't know how I ended up doing that from like being this like total idiot in high school. Um, but I did that. And then I like fell in love with reading, totally changed my perspective on things. I traveled a little bit afterwards. And then I, when I came back to Victoria, I applied to university, didn't get in. So then I had to go to Camosun and did like two years of uh, economics. Like I did two years of economics and university transfer program to get into the business program at, at UBIC. Cause I was like, Oh, I'm going to do business. Cause I was always just like, I always wanted to work for myself. I hated working for other people. Um, and I just, I can't be told what to do. It's awful. And so I applied to the business program at UBIC and I didn't get in. I was like, what? Like I didn't get into the business program at UBIC and I did like an interview and everything. And I was like, what, how did I not get in? And so I did what everyone does who doesn't get into the business program at UVic. I went into economics. <laughs> That's pretty much what everyone does uh, if they don't get in. And I studied, and I love, I actually loved economics because it was all numbers. And I do really well when it's all numbers. I'm terrible at writing essays and like that kind of stuff. Um, so I did like one semester of economics, took, took like an intro to computer science class at, at UVic and just like fell in love. In fact, 
my second intro to like, there was one and then two, and then I did my second intro to computer science class. I got a hundred percent on an exam. And I was like, what? Like, how is that even, how could I possibly do that? I'm the kid who was always like, like C minus C plus, whatever. Somehow computer science, I just like ripped through it. I just loved it. And I loved solving problems. I loved that there was like a purpose to what we were doing. Cause I always struggled with that in school of like, why are we doing this? It seems so pointless. But when I got a computer science, I was like, I know why we're doing this. This is awesome. And so just loved it. And then did that for like three years, almost did almost finished my computer science degree, but I dropped out <laughs> and uh, started, started uh, a ago. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, that's very cool. It's nice to hear that. Um, just kind of a, a, an unusual background, but I feel you on the, the not wanting to hear or listen to other people. A lot of times it's not that I don't, but I do have that, that feeling. So I feel validated <laughs> for my own careers, <laughs> yeah. for my own career choices. Um, I want to ask you, I mean, you've been in the business for a couple of years. Is there a single most important thing that you've pulled out of your business so far that you would maybe that you'd pass on to other business leaders? Yeah, I think it's like perseverance. I think it's like total perseverance and like being able to constantly level up in what you're doing and persevering and failing and being okay with failing all at the same time. This is like so unique. Like, cause, cause sometimes you see people that will like, if you're sitting here listening to this thinking, well, I persevere, I'm doing it, but guess what? I'm persevering, but I've been doing different stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I do stuff and it doesn't work. And then I go do other stuff and then it doesn't work. And then I keep doing that until finally something works versus like, I've been doing, I've been trying to do the same thing for 10 years and it's never worked. Like stop and go do something else. You know what I mean? Like there's a, I think there's a difference between that. So then my advice is like persevere, but don't like, don't persevere into the wrong thing. Like try and figure out what the right thing is very quickly. And then like leveling up, I almost want to say like, be a coachable person. Like when you talk to people that have more experience than you, like learn from them very quickly, but be aware that you're going to level up past them at some point. Right. So like this person can give you good knowledge, but remember they're just a person and they're maybe they're not, they're, they're, they're the smartest person in the room today, but next year you could be smarter than them. And just like, if you keep that thinking of like always leveling up and like, who's the next smartest person I can learn from. And like, obviously keeping in mind, always be super respectful and like want to learn from everybody. Just constant, constant learning and constant level up. Like, I think if I looked at myself three years ago or even a year ago, I'd be like, holy shit. Like, how did you get here? Like, who is this guy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, that's great, man. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, the final four here, we've got four questions that we ask everybody for this. Is there a favorite book or podcast that you're currently uh, engaged with? So I do, I listen to like Ted talks daily, the knowledge project. I was listening to masters of scale for a bit, but I, I just don't like the format anymore. Uh, I like the knowledge project and uh, Ted talks daily. Those are good. The book that really stood out to me, like I read a ton of um, like uh, fiction books in my spare time just to like get my, let my brain escape from work. But like, the like, I guess business books, if you're looking for a good one is like never split the difference. That's, that's phenomenal. Um, it's like this FBI negotiate ex FBI negotiator that talks you through how to do sales. Like that really helped me a lot. Yeah. That's a great Other than that, like, I don't know, business books are kind of lame. Like they're good, but they're, I don't know. They're, they can be boring. They're, I like, I like stuff like, uh, I don't know, like guns, germs, and steel is good. Um, what's that other one? Uh, 
uh, about humans. Um, sapiens. Uh, sapiens. Sapiens is great. Yeah. Um, those are good. Um, I also love Dune. If you're looking for a fiction book, Dune is the Dune series is phenomenal. Like, you know, fear is the mind killer. You know who you are. If you know what that means. I know there's a show um, coming out about that fairly soon, right? There's a movie coming out. It'll probably make the book much more popular, but the book is, please read the book. Don't read the book before you see the movie. It's so good. Okay. Awesome, man. Best personal advice that you've received. Best personal advice. Yeah. I think, um, be humble. <laughs> I think like, uh, yeah. So from my dad all the time, right? Like as you like, I think as you like things get good, you know, you kind of got to check in with yourself and be like, okay, like be humble, be kind to all the people around you. The other one is like bring, like before you go into a meeting, like even if you're in a bad mood, like check in with yourself, like what kind of energy do I want to bring to this meeting? Cause like as a leader, everyone kind of looks to you for your energy and what you're going to bring into the room. And so like, check in with yourself before you enter a meeting or a room and like make sure that you have the, the, a good energy that you're bringing to the rest of the team. Awesome. Um, outside of Mizuma Go, app or piece of software that you can't live without? Superhuman. It's my email client. Yeah. It's called Superhuman and they do, it's like, it's superhuman emails. <laughs> awesome. Uh, favorite restaurant in Victoria? Uh, Nubo Kitchen and Bar. Yeah, I love sushi. Thanks for stopping by From the Trenches, the Business Examiner podcast. If you want to learn more about the interviewee, please check the web and social links provided in the video or listening platform description. Please send any feedback to info at businessexaminer.ca with the subject line podcast. We'll see you next week.